history. History in the making. Yes, that's what we witnessed this past week with the Trump administration. While the Democrats are out there pushing against President Trump, talking uh, smack about President Trump and everyone in his administration, they just put their hand up and said, talk to the hand and just kept moving forward. You know why? Because they made history. They made history this week with the Abraham Accord signing. And I'm going to tell you a little personal story and explain why why this means so much to me um, and why it should mean so much to you uh, and our nation. This isn't just about something that happened with Israel. It isn't something that just happened with Jordan or Bahrain or the Persian Gulf states or the possibility of Saudi Arabia joining in in this particular peace accord in the future. But it's about us as a nation being safer. And it's about us and our future and the future of our children living in a world of peace, not in a world of chaos and and hardship and war. And that's what we were facing. And that's what we literally faced even under the Obama administration. Um, you know, when we were dealing with ISIS, when we were dealing with Al-Qaeda under George Bush. Um, and I'm not saying that that was the fault of the United States whatsoever. I'm saying that's what we were dealing with when we're dealing with extremism in the Middle East and in South Asia when we dealt with Afghanistan. But when I was a young girl and I left to Saudi Arabia at a very young age, my father worked for Lockheed Martin. And we went overseas, and I remember it was so foreign and so different. Um, I left California. I was only about six years old. I landed in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and I remember even driving down this road. It was called Medina Road from the airport to our first compound. We lived on this small American compound that was near the U.S. Embassy in Jeddah, and it was just desert. And I saw these uh, Bedouins actually with their camels walking along the side of the road. This is before Jeddah, Saudi Arabia actually is now it's a metropolis city, but it was before it actually got really built up. Uh, they had just started. Um, and I remember, you know, the kingdom being such a part of my life, you know, waking up in the morning to the imam singing from the mosque. I could hear him and I would always wonder, like, who's that guy? Because I could hear their different voices. It was kind of a game I played as a kid. I would hear the call to prayer five times a day. Um, I would go with my mom to the souk and go shopping. Um, I would smell the spices, you know, in the in the marketplace or go down to the fish market. And I would see the way the world was at one point. You know, I used to tell my dad, my dad was from Alabama, my mom was from Cuba. So believe me, it was like we were really foreigners in a foreign land. And I kept looking for a genie and I could never find it. A promise my dad made, which was not true, <laughs> but it was fun. Um, I kept remembering my, you know, being a part of this culture that was so vastly different than my own. But I also saw, a, I also saw the darker side, right? The darker side of being so far away from home. And I saw the hate and the the divisiveness between the Saudis and the Israelis. And you could feel it. I mean, you couldn't even get, I couldn't even get Coca-Cola when I was a kid in Saudi Arabia, because at that point in time, it was banned from the kingdom because there was a Jewish CEO. Anything that had anything to do with either a Jewish person or a Jewish product, or any product from Israel was immediately banned from the kingdom. If you traveled into Israel, you would never be allowed back in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So even when my father worked there, we couldn't. 
we couldn't go to Israel for vacation. We would have to go every other place but Israel, right, in the region. It was just a different world. It was a different world. And I always wondered, maybe probably after 9-11 mostly, I mean, I always thought about it as a kid, but I always wondered, especially after 9-11, will we ever find peace? Will there ever be a moment where things will be different, where we can hope for something better? And I believed that. I believed that. I wasn't negative about this. I actually believed we could find peace because I believe in humanity. Call me a sucker, right? I know even after September 11th, so many people died. Uh, There was such destruction. I saw it with my own eyes when I traveled to Afghanistan, and I would see, you know, I was there when troops were killed, and I would see their coffins, you know, uh, get prepared and ready to be put on aircraft, C-130s or the bigger ones, the bigger aircraft to be flown to the United States and realize that that last thing they saw was this foreign land um, to take them back home. But they were there fighting for a reason. They're fighting for a purpose. That's why I'm telling you this peace accord is about all of us. This isn't just about Israel. This isn't just about Bahrain, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, you know, the United Arab Emirates. This isn't about these countries that are so far away from us, but they're about us. They're about saving our future generations from war. And that's what's so extraordinary about what happened with the Abraham Accord. That's what makes our world worth fighting for, right? That's what makes us have hope and faith that things can change and that things can be different. And I'm going to tell you, it's so important because when you travel to a kingdom like I did at such a young age, where there was such visceral hate for Israel, where there was such fear in Israel too, from the time Israel was formed in the 1940s until 1967, when we saw the Six-Day War and Israel fought for its survival against its Arab nations, to seeing what happened now with the Trump administration And this Abraham Accord, by the way, something which Democrats and others in the foreign policy sphere never believed would happen. They didn't think it was actually possible. They believed it was impossible. So why even try? What were all those years of even trying if they believed it was impossible? You know who didn't believe it was impossible was the Trump administration. Because the Trump administration actually followed through with what they said they were going to do. Look, I would hold them accountable, too, if they didn't. President Trump said he was going to move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, and he did that. President Trump said he was going to fight for a peace deal in the Middle East, and now he did that. And now people are actually want to nominate him for the Nobel Peace Prize. But the Democrats are so busy, so busy targeting him and his administration and going after him that they can't even see the forest through the trees. They can't even see the success of what this administration has done. Before I go on, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about what's important to me, and that is to keep America great and keep America, America campaign. Folks, this is the most important election of our time. America itself is on the ballot. The police are on the ballot. As radicals push to defund law enforcement while doing nothing to deter the looting and violence that's tearing our nation apart and our cities apart, the fact is our safety is on the ballot, our way of life too. 
That's why I'm urging you to join an effort sponsored by Job Creators Network. They're friends of mine. They're great. I know they mean what they say, and they do what they say. They're working with the biggest conservative hosts in America, like me and Hannity and Elder, Prager, Sebastian Gorka, Gallagher, Hugh Hewitt, Dan Bongino, Ben Shapiro, and the chicks on the right. This election is about one thing, folks. It's about turnout. The left has their get-out-the-vote machine. We need ours. That's why the single most important thing you can do to save our country is to go to KeepAmericaAmerica.com and become a volunteer in the biggest get-out-the-vote effort in conservative history. And you'll be given tasks that can make a difference in November. You could do a little. You can do a lot. But please do your part. Go to KeepAmericaAmerica.com now. That's KeepAmericaAmerica.com. So keeping America great is important. It's, it's, what, it's what we do as a nation. We fight for the values, the principles that our nation is founded on. And those are principles that are based on freedom and liberty, and there are nothing we should be ashamed of. And independence and capitalism and all of that other great stuff. But we're also a beacon of light. We're an exceptional nation. And we shine bright so that other nations can look to us for some guidance. And it's the reason why, you know, Democrats, hello, it's the reason why people are coming from all over the world and even risk their lives trying to get here to our nation. Which is why this treaty is so important. Because we want people to feel like they can live in their own nations too. That they can aspire to make their nations as free as ours. And that they can be neighborly with one another, that state actors, you know, like Jordan can have a relationship with Israel, like Bahrain can have a relationship with Israel, like they can find that connection. And it is tough. This is thousands of years of battles, thousands of years of hate, thousands of years of tribal differences in these regions, things that we don't even really understand here in the United States. And I can tell you when I went to Afghanistan or when I traveled to Iraq and you see the destruction and the devastation of war, all you can do is hope for peace. All you can do is pray that there will be some kind of common ground that people will find a way to negotiate for some middle ground to stop the bloodshed. And look what we've done so far. We've removed ISIS, Islamic State had a caliphate for crying out loud that rose in Syria, that spread across Iraq, that created genocide, that took out the Yazidi people. I was there. I saw those burial sites. I saw those mass graves. I saw children that were slaughtered. Nobody should have to see that. Nobody should have to see those photographs. Nobody should have to walk onto the mountains in Sununu, you know, and in Sinjar, and talk to Peshmerga fighters on the front lines that told me about the children and showed me the pictures of the children that were slaughtered by ISIS. Nobody should have to see a mother wailing in Iraq because a bomb just dropped on her house and she lost her whole family. Nobody should have to go to Afghanistan and see American soldiers or in Iraq losing their lives on battlefields in countries they don't even know. Places they're not even familiar with. They don't even have anyone there. We should care about this because we should care about our future and our country. And today I'm very excited because I have like the funnest guy. You're, I mean, this is 
one of the funnest people in the campaign. I love him. He's a great friend of mine. It's Hogan Gidley. He is the national press secretary for Donald J. Trump for president. He's the former principal deputy press secretary for President Trump. He is great. He is fun. He's going to put this all into perspective. And guess what? He's got insider knowledge. He knows what was happening behind the scenes of this incredible Abraham Accord, how the president was feeling, how people in the White House were feeling when this monumentous moment happened. That's what we should be proud about. It shouldn't matter if we're Republicans or Democrats, independents or Green Party members. We should be thrilled. We should be grateful. We should be excited and scream into the rooftops that we got an accord signed that with the help of this administration, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu could sit at this roundtable with Arab leaders and sign this peace accord and bring peace to the Middle East so that our young men and women won't have to go there to fight another war. That's what we should be proud of. And before I get to Hogan Gidley, I know this is really going to excite all of you. Do any of you have cats? Yes, I do. I have one cat. I have this one crazy big fat cat named Barry that I rescued. Yes, I did. I rescued him from the shelter. He was the last one left. Nobody wanted him. He was on Prozac. I'll tell you all about that sometime later. But I rescued him and I brought him home. And now that, you know, of course, COVID is passed and all of our kids are coming back home from college, my daughter came home and guess what she brought with her? Two cats. So now I've got Two cats that are indoors and one cat that's outdoor. Don't think I'm the crazy cat lady. I'm just telling you what's going on. I love cats. Do you want a cat litter that absorbs odor-causing wetness like a parched desert cactus? Well, Arm & Hammer's got a kitty litter for you. New Absorb X with Desert Dry Minerals. Believe me, you are going to thank me when you get this. If you have more than one cat in the house, you will thank me. Wetness disappears like a Texas raindrop on a hot tin roof. Odor, adios. It's lightweight, lightning fast, odor-absorbing desert dry cat litter. Get $4 off now at armandhammer.com backslash bounty. That's armandhammer.com backslash bounty. New Absorb X from Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Hogan, so happy to have you here on the Sarah Carter Show. I'm I'm so grateful for you to call in because it's such a victorious time for the Trump administration. Something that, uh, and I'm talking about the Abraham Accords, and I'm talking about the fact that there were so many people doubting that a peace deal could be achieved uh, between Israel, Bahrain, uh, our Gulf states. I mean, this is this is truly incredible. It really is, and and what's so great about it is uh, again that this president has has uh, bucked conventional wisdom, taken on all the quote unquote experts and bureaucrats and pundits who who chastised him about his foreign policy and and made fun of him for trying to cut deals where they had failed for decades and decades and decades, and angry that he wouldn't do it the way they wanted it done. But you know that old definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. The president's doing things differently, and he's getting results because of it. I mean, the region is now safer. It's more stable. It protects uh, American lives both at home and abroad, and, and it puts the world on notice. Uh, so many in the past have told us that, that you know Israel had to – had to bend. They had to concede so much. And this president says, no, we're, we're going to do peace 
through strength here. This is something I think we can actually work out. Uh, I, I'm a deal maker. Watch, watch and see what I can do. And, and he came through on another promise. I mean, it's unbelievable. For you know, the trade deal is important. Uh, the American worker now being protected for the first time in decades. But he's making peace deals too. I mean, the, you can just hear the the Democrats' heads exploding all over town. Oh yeah, you can definitely do that. I mean, one of the things that I think is so extraordinary about President Trump and something that you hear over and over again, even when I travel overseas, is that he means what he says. And I'm telling you this from the time I was in Japan last year, even when I was in Korea, when I traveled overseas to Europe, you can hear that people believe in what he says. Moving, for example, moving the embassy um, from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem was a huge step in Israel. It, It sent a message, I think, across the globe, that this president isn't just going to talk. He is a president of action. Is that something that you're hearing as well on your travels when you talk to foreign leaders? Oh, of course. And, you know, look, I, I was in the White House for three years. I traveled all over the world with him. I heard that from foreign leaders. I heard that from people, um, you know, in, in other countries. I hear that all the time in this country from not just supporters, but people who don't even like the president. So, you know, it, it's kind of shocking. But, you know, politicians typically make promises they never keep and never even intend to keep. And many of them just lie about what they're going to do. This president has actually accomplished those things and has come through for the American people. And I think foreign leaders know they can trust him. Uh, he's worked well with many across the globe. Um, and, and it shows. I mean, let's not forget, it's also a Serbia-Kosovo deal was thrown in the mix as well. So he keeps making these deals because he keeps his promises. And, you know, how many people said that moving the embassy was a bad idea, that it would, it would never allow for a peace deal in this region? Even though all the politicians promised to do it for years and years and years and years, he does it, and, and all the experts came out of the woodwork and said, nope, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause a rift. Instead, it, it allowed everyone to see, wait a minute, the United States understands reality, that Israel is going to exist. So we have to find a way to unite against a nuclear-capable Iran, uh, someone who is, who is responsible for uh, a majority of the world's terrorism. We have to, we have to join together. So the, the president saw that coming. Coming. Uh, he made those decisions and he got this deal done. Oh, absolutely. And I think you bring up such a significant point, and particularly with Iran. This deal isn't just, I mean, which is already extraordinary about Israel and its Arab neighbors and possibly one day putting an end to the Arab Israeli conflict, but it's putting Iran on check. It's putting Iran and the Ayatollah on notice and saying to this cult like regime, you will not be a part of this Arab crescent. We will not allow you to expand. You've done enough damage in Syria. You've done enough damage by supporting terrorism like Hezbollah, like Hamas, you know, and we're not going to allow you to do that. So this was a bold, bold message. And just the fact, and I'm going to bring Jared Kushner in on this because I know this has been, this was a big success for him as well, the president's advisor and son-in-law. He was behind a lot of this, but this was a bold step and it really shifted the whole geopolitical sphere uh, in the Middle East and in Persia. I mean, it changed Everything, And I want to play a clip here of Netanyahu. First, I'm going to play this clip. This is um, Netanyahu. Um, he talks about this uh, peace process possibly meaning, meaning the end of an Arab-Israeli conflict once and for all. And the blessings of the peace we make today will be enormous. First, because this peace will eventually expand to include other Arab states and ultimately 
it can end the Arab-Israeli conflict once and for all. What did, what did that feel like when you heard uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu make that statement in this situ- such a historic moment for all nations? What, what uh, went through yeah. your head? What went through the White House? What were you guys saying? It, I want to know all the little details that were happening behind the scenes. Oh, sure. I, I feel like this is one of those moments, uh, you know, you, it's kind of where were you win moments. And, uh, you know, to hear, hear the prime minister make that statement, um, it kind of, kind of, you know, send chills all over your body because um, it's something that no, many, no one thought possible. And here we are on the precipice of getting even more countries involved in this peace deal. Um, and, and it's, it's, look, you, you want to say just from the political part of it that, you know, um, all the Democrats who said it couldn't be done, you know, you want to stick it in their eye and you want to say, see, we told you so. Jared and his team did a great job. The president took leadership and, and got it done. But but it's so much bigger than just petty politics. This is about real people and, and uh, having safety and security in a region that has long, um, you know, been been void of of that type of peace and so as this begins to kind of take shape and the people see um kind of the ramification of of the of the significant history of that moment um i I think more and more people are going to just going to come to appreciate the fact that donald trump is in the white house he's the one making these calls he's the one bringing these leaders together and he's the one that could potentially uh you know be be the author of peace breaking out in the middle east oh yes and I want to play this clip because I want to give you a chance. And, and he could also potentially win um, the Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, this is very serious. Yeah. I mean, he's been nominated twice. And, and I personally think no better person, right, than President Trump now with what has been accomplished in the Middle East. But I want to play a clip right here of John Kerry. This is in 2016. And this is just so all of the listeners, every one of you out there, I want you to hear the negative John Kerry moment about how we will never achieve peace in the Middle East. And then I'm going to let Hogan dismantle him. There will be no separate peace between Israel and the Arab world. I want to make that very clear to all of you. I've heard several prominent politicians in Israel sometimes saying, well, the Arab world's in a different place now. We just have to reach out to them and we can work some things with the Arab world and we'll deal with the Palestinians. No, 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 and no. (laughs) What do you have to say to that? Yes, 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 and yes. Listen, it's so funny to listen to him speak um, because he, he, you know, that's one of those speeches. It's not going to age well. That cliff, that cliff's not going to help anybody. <laughs> but at the same time, look, I'm not taking foreign policy lessons mm-hmm. from someone who propped up the Iran deal that paved the way for Iran to get a nuclear weapon. I'm sure not going to take a lecture from somebody who gave Iran billions of dollars in cash and then admitted that money would probably be used against America in terrorist attacks. So forgive me if I wasn't fawning all over that speech in the clip you just played in which he tried to pretend as though something like this could never be done and only his way would would, would make it work. It's obvious the president uh, understands the, the, the politics over there better than most. It's obvious the president understands um, how to come to some type of, of peace agreement. He's the one who got it done. And these folks who've been in office forever and are trying to push the conventional wisdom and conventional methods onto, onto solving problems that they haven't been able to solve for years just proves the point. 
You need somebody who's an outsider, who's an underdog, who gets the global picture, who gets people and how to make these deals happen that no one thought possible. That's Donald Trump. He's done it every single time. And and John Kerry has failed every single time. Absolutely. And I was thinking that while you were talking here, we have a president who truly is a disruptor because he's not playing the same old, same old game. And like you said, he's not doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it's not just about Republican and Democrats. You know, this is about a whole new game changer. This is this is a this is a Trump doctrine. It's it reminds me so much of like when I would hear you know my father and when Reagan was president talk about the Reagan doctrine. This is a whole new doctrine, a whole new way of looking at things. It's the Trump doctrine. I mean, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, Hogan. But I think there's something totally new and amazing here. And um, before I go on, I know everybody. Uh, you know, I would love to invite you to a barbecue at my house, uh, and I'm going to do a commercial I mean, right I'd now. Come to it. I'd come to it. <laughs> I would love to. Yes, we are going to have a barbecue because we can't go to restaurants without having to wear a mask. So the last thing anyone wants to do now is go to the grocery store. It's crowded. Masks are a must. And the selection isn't always great. Instead, stay at home, kick up your feet and let Omaha Steaks ship delicious food directly to your door. Right now, you can get a gourmet grill out package exclusively for my listeners. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and enter the code Carter, that's C-A-R-T-E-R, into the search bar and you will get this exclusive offer. And for a limited time, Omaha Steaks will add two pounds of extra burgers and gourmet jumbo franks. And you're not a vegetarian, are you, Hogan? I am not. <laughs> so you, not are more, you are more than welcome to come to our house for this barbecue. This incredible package includes bacon wrap, filet mignons, top sirloin, boneless chicken breast, pork chops, burgers, and jumbo franks, side dishes, and a world-renowned, ultra-delicious caramel apple tartlet and more. Omaha Steaks delivers guaranteed quality. Every order is flash-frozen, vacuum-sealed, and safely delivered in a cooler with dry ice. Order your grill-out favorite packages today, and don't forget about the four free Omaha Steak burgers and the four free gourmet jumbo franks. Visit omahasteaks.com, and remember to type in the code CARTER, that's C-A-R-T-E-R, into the search bar, omahasteaks.com. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, Hogan, <laughs> and I'm all right. about capitalism and freedom. I want to jump right into, but right into. Now. now I know, me too, me too. I'm thinking about that burger. I'm thinking about That's that right. burger and a grilled steak. Um, I want to jump right into the election because you know this. We're we're so close. It's like 47 days away right now from the election, November 3rd. And right. the Democrats are out there, and in certain states, we know like Nevada and other states where they have this crazy, just mass universal uh, mail vote, they're just sending out all of these ballots. The president has been on Twitter um, for the last three days talking about the potential dangers here, and I, it almost feels like the Democrats are trying to do anything and everything everything right now to disrupt this election. I don't see how they can think sending out universal mail-in ballots is going to be okay or safe. I, I totally understand the absentee ballot, which is when you apply for the ballot and you fill it out and you send it in because that's safe. But just sending ballots out randomly, I mean, it, it, we've seen what happened in New York. We saw what happened in New Jersey. We're seeing what's happening across the country with this. It's a mess. Well, you just hit on it because what you said in that question was, I don't see how Democrats can think it's going to it's going to work. They know it's not going to work. That's why they're doing it. Um, you know, oftentimes it's Democrats who always accuse Republicans of doing things they themselves are guilty of actually doing. 
For example, Russia collusion. They're the ones with a Russian dossier with British intelligence, and they say Donald Trump would never accept the outcome of an election. Hillary Clinton still hasn't accepted 2016, and now she's telling Joe Biden openly, don't accept the results. The same thing here. President Trump wants to move the election. It's Democrats who are suing in 10 states to allow votes to be counted after Election Day. And they're doing it with this universal mail-in voting scam. And real quickly, what it does, it sends out ballots with prepaid envelopes for return. The prepaid envelopes do not get date stamped by the post office. So by law in Nevada, for example, you have three days to get that ballot in after Election Day. And because you can't tell when it came through the mail system, because again, prepaid postage isn't date stamped, they have to count it by law in Nevada. So you could wake up on Wednesday morning and say, Donald Trump's up by 100. Go get me 101 votes. And Democrats could do it in the blink of an eye. They're trying to change the election. They're trying to rig the election. And they're trying to take a sacred thing, your vote for a candidate for president, and destroy it because they want political power. And they refuse to relinquish it, even though President Donald Trump won fair and square the first time, and even though he's going to win fair and square this time, they're going to do everything they can to create chaos in the system. And it starts with this universal mail-in voting scheme, which, by the way, any governor of a state, there are five in this country who allow universal mail-in. They say it takes five to ten years to get it right. Democrats are trying to do this in five to ten weeks, and they're doing it because they don't don't have a shot in this election. It's incredible, Hogan, because if you think about 2016 and you look at what happened during – and you brought it up, the whole Russia hoax. I've been on it for like four years uh, exposing documents after documents, evidence after evidence of what was going on with the Obama administration, how they were basically trying to coup a president, a duly elected president of these United States. And I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for justice on this. And now you see what's happening with the Biden-Harris ticket and with the Democrats. And personally, you watch the media once again, a lot of the mainstream media outlets, I'm not saying all of them, I think there's some good journalists out there, but a lot of them are doing everything they can in order to ensure that they push a Biden-Harris ticket over the edge. They're not asking the right questions. They're basically ignoring blatant problems with um, former Vice President Joe Biden um, and and health that are that seem pretty obvious uh, mental issues or health issues. Um, they're not asking the questions. They're not paying attention to what's going on. And I mean, I'm really concerned about this country and what could potentially happen November 3rd. I mean, this is a very trying and dangerous time in our modern history. We have never seen anything like this. Just think what would have happened had Hillary Clinton won, though. We wouldn't know the names of Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. We wouldn't have the curtain pulled back. We'd never know Hillary had 30,000 emails, much less destroyed them, much less bleach bit and everything else. So the fact he won is, is really terrifying so many in Washington because, as you know, they're all about power. And when you upset their way of life, they get really angry and they try and weaponize the government against you, which they did to Donald Trump, which it's scare every American because that means they could weaponize it against you as well. But the fact is, he did win. And the fact is, uh, there are a lot of people worried about this country, but Donald Trump, with four more years 
um, is going to right the ship, get rid of COVID, get the economy back roaring again, and make sure that all the record employment highs we saw for African-American, Asian-American, uh, Hispanic-Americans, women, uh, that that all comes back because elections are about choices. And you don't have to guess with these two candidates where they take the country. You saw Joe Biden's America for eight years. It wasn't good. You saw it for the last half century, 50 years of failure. It wasn't good. And now what he's trying to sell to the American people is all of a sudden, right now, now is when I'm going to start doing what I promised I would do for 50 years. I don't think so. This president in three years did more for this country to make uh, everyone's life better than uh, most presidents do in, in two terms, if not uh, you know, in, in our, our country's history. And so with what we have at stake here, the choice is pretty clear. We need four more years of peace and prosperity. We need four more years of safety and security. And with Joe Biden, your family's not safe. Um, uh, your job is not safe for sure. And your American way of life is not safe. We've got to protect it. That's why we need Donald Trump. Absolutely. I couldn't have said that better myself. And before I let you go, Hogan, I just want you to address one thing because you did bring up, you know, uh, it was the lowest unemployment rate for black Americans, the lowest unemployment rate for Hispanic Americans. I see there is a huge increase in in the LGBTQ community of support for President Trump. I see I see it also uh, with the black community as well as Hispanics all across this country. What is the campaign doing to to promote outreach, to get out there within the next 48 days to ensure that my Minority communities understand that they are not boxed in to the Democrats. They don't have to just support Democrats. They shouldn't allow people to define themselves, but that they could be a part of all of politics. They can make the choice to be conservative, to get out there, to support freedom, to support capitalism and minority small businesses. What is the campaign doing to ensure that that message is getting across? Well, we have built the most um, incredible political apparatus. It's quite frankly the envy of the political universe. Um, it's not just the 75 million voter contacts we've made since the the shutdown uh, for coronavirus. It's 1.1 billion views across all of our social media platforms. It's blanketing the country with sending out uh, Eric Trump, Don Jr., um, Kimberly Guilfoyle, uh, Laura Trump, Ivanka Trump. I just did a, a roundtable with her as well, sending myself out, others, to go into the communities and give the message without the filter of the mainstream media. And that's what's so important, because for so long, uh, Republicans would just rely on interviews and, and uh, you know, things that could be chopped up and edited in weird ways. Uh, this president takes his message out there directly because he knows it resonates. It's funny, though, that, you know, the media and the Democrats don't want Joe Biden out there speaking, but they also don't want Trump out there speaking, but for very different reasons. Right. <laughs> when Biden gets out there, he says all black people think the same, and he says, you know, children love to rub my leg hair, and Arizona's a great city. Uh, Donald Trump gets out there and talks about the unifying patriotic uplifting message that America is the greatest idea ever realized, that it is not evil, as the Democrats say. It is not the cause of the world's problems, as Democrats say, that it's a beacon of hope, of freedom, of strength, uh, of compassion all over the world. Democrats can't say that because they don't believe that. And when Donald Trump gets out there, in addition to all the other surrogates I I talked about speaking, in in addition to all of the ads we have out there on on social media and on, on television, it's Donald Trump who drives this. 
we've got the best candidate. He's got the best message. He's got the best record. And Lord knows he's got the best work ethic. He goes to more cities, uh, states, and, and, and towns than uh, Joe Biden uh, will ever think about. In fact, he's hitting more uh, interviews and, and doing more engagements with the American people in a day than Joe Biden does in a year. And, and that that's how we're going to drive it home, is just remind people where we were before President Trump got in office, where we got to before China sent this virus, and where we can get back to because of his leadership. Where can our listeners go? Where can every one of you out there uh, who's listening right now to Hogan, Hogan, where can they go to be involved, to be a part of the process? You can go to Donald J. Trump, DonaldJTrump.com. Click on there. Uh, that'll give you all the instructions you need. We want you guys to contribute if you can. We want you guys to register to vote. We want you to get all your friends out there to vote, too. It's not just about you getting out there to vote. It's getting everyone else. And I'll tell you what's funny is, you know, oftentimes I hear from people who say, well, look, I don't like a tweet here or there. I don't like uh, what he said about this or what he said about that. And I said, listen, guys, D.C. is is full of people who have been talking a good game for decades. This guy gets it done. So I understand you may disagree with a word or two, and you may not like a social media post, but the fact is your life is better because this guy rolled up his sleeves, got his hands dirty, changed the system, uh, overturned all of the apple carts in this town. People are furious, but he's, he's working for you. And so if you get online right now, you can check out all the the breaking news we have on, on our campaign, but you can also um, get involved. We need you to vote. We need you to get people to vote. And, and that's how we're going to win in November. Amen to that. And at least President Trump has never asked your children to rub his hairy legs. Thank God for that. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Thank you, Hogan. I look forward to having you back on the Sarah Carter Show. It's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and your um, energy and spirit is out there. I know, I know you're going to get people out there to the polls. Remember, go to the polls and vote you, or get an absentee ballot. You don't need to worry about anything else. You're going to be fine. If you could go to the grocery store, you can go to the polls and you can put in your vote. That's what our men and women have been fighting for since the foundation of this country. Absolutely. If you can line up in Starbucks to buy a $9 latte, you can go out to vote. There's no question about that. So everyone get out there and do it, whether it's absentee, early, um, or, or in person. Make sure you cast your ballot. And make sure it's a free, fair election. Check and watch what people are doing over there, because Lord knows Democrats are going to try and sling some stuff past us on Election Day, but we're ready for it. So let, let's, let's get it done. Thank you so much, Hogan. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Absolutely. Isn't it just great that we live in a nation where... I mean, we can speak freely where we're not worried about, you know, what's going to happen where there's always been a peaceful transition of power. So Democrats, stop egging this on. Stop it. And if there are never Trumpers out there or Republicans that are doing the same, just stop it. We need a peaceful transition. But, you know, before I go, I just want to play something, something special, something for all of you out there who are thinking about voting for former Vice President Joe Biden. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Oh my gosh. 
President Trump has never said anything like that. So for all of you out there that are concerned about President Trump and what he tweets sometimes and things that he says, just remember, President Trump has never asked your children to rub his hairy legs or sit on his lap. And that's all I have to say. Thank you so much for being a part of the Sarah Carter Show. Please subscribe to the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying the show, we would love to have a review. We read those all the time. And give us a five-star rating. Remember to give us a five-star rating. Here at the Sarah Carter Show, we are taking the story back. Thank you, and God bless. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antinomocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.